This is Antics of the Speech Chick with Melissa Warden, ramblings of a traveling SLP about therapy, business, and everything in between, sprinkled with some glitter and a little pink. Hey there, and welcome to another chapter of Antics of a Speech Chick. If you have followed my blog over the last few weeks, you have seen the series of blog posts that are full of my thoughts of COVID-19, how much I dislike teletherapy, all that kind of good stuff. And if you haven't, then there will be a set of show notes where you can find all those blog posts in there and go check them out and see if you're feeling the same way that I'm feeling because I'm on that struggle bus. Like I'm the bus driver and I'm going 90 miles an hour and it's terrible. But the recent blog post is what inspired today's podcast. I had written a recent, uh, I'm driving me crazy today. Um, I had written a recent blog post on uh, just general dislike for teletherapy. And I don't write it to offend anyone that does teletherapy well. I don't write it to um, offend anyone that does teletherapy for their regular job like they're a year-round teletherapist. I don't do it to offend you. I do it to get it out there so that other people that are struggling do not feel like they are alone because I'm sitting in my little office every single day and struggling. And, you know, some of my sessions are good. Some of them are not very successful. And I end up getting off just, just not feeling good about my skills, where I'm at as a therapist, that kind of stuff. So, If you've got this whole online therapy situation under wraps, then this episode isn't for you. So you should probably just go ahead and tune out and go find you something else. But if you're having days like this where you're just not feeling good about your skill set or whatever, then guess what, honey? You need to go heat you up some tea or heat up that coffee that you made this morning and then forgot to drink. Or pour some more ice in that soda because we are going to get into some tips on maybe how to help you. We're going to add some of those into your SLP backpack because let's be honest, none of us really have a toolbox. We have backpacks that we carry around with us everywhere because we are going to find some ways to help you out. So here's my first tip. And this is a pretty easy one. Breathe. That's right. Tip number one is breathe. Take your head out of your hands, stretch those arms up to the ceiling and just Breathe. That's all you got to do. That's the easiest one. Costs zero dollars. You want to get that oxygen flowing. You want to use your breathing techniques if you have some. If you don't have any specific ones that you that you use, try mindful breathing. This is something new to me. And so I'm trying it out just to see how it works for me. I'm going to go ahead and let you know what mindful breathing is. Mindful breathing is becoming completely aware of your breathing. And just focusing only on it. There's nothing else going on your head. There's no to-do list. You're not um, chasing the cat. You're not trying to figure out how to help the kid, your kid in Google Classroom. You're not doing any of that. You are just focusing on the in and out pattern of your breathing. And don't change the way you breathe. Just breathe. Becoming aware of your breathing will typically slow your breathing pattern down. And when you slow that breathing pattern down, you begin to feel more relaxed. Focusing on just breathing 
becomes that very soothing form of meditation. And I'm not big on meditation, but I am big on learning to just breathe. And it's been helping me quite a bit over the past few weeks. I have a Fitbit Versa 2 that I work out with and wear at all times. And during those really high stress times, I would even do this when I was going to in-person therapy and traveling between kids and stuff. I would even use this option quite a bit then as well. And so what I do is I click over to relax, the little relax option. And I go through the two-minute breathing exercise that it has. And so basically what you're doing is you're just pacing your breathing with the circle that's on the screen. And you're only focusing on in and out. And the actual exercise will not start until you are still. I found that out the other day because I was having a little bit of trouble just getting still in my office chair. And so um, it kept reminding me, be still, be still, be still. Well, I'm trying to Fitbit, but I'm struggling. Um, So that is one thing that you can do. And then, by the way, did you know that research shows that just being mindful during your breathing can improve your mood and help your anxiety? I had no idea. I just knew that I felt better after I did all the breathing. So guess what? Tip one is just breathe. That's all you got to do. Now we're moving on to tip two. Tip two also kind of helps with that work-life balance that we're all struggling with right now. You want to set clear start and end times. Set your office hours to where you are doing nothing but working during that time, other than taking moments out to breathe or get you something to drink or, you know, indulge in that little snack in the afternoon, whatever it is. But set those clear start and end times. That means that you are not sitting at your desk or therapy session uh, station all day. I know some of us have set out, set up our offices in the living room, in a family room, in a kitchen, wherever you have the best lighting, the best setup, all that kind of stuff. That's fine, but do not sit there all day. Let me give you a rundown of kind of how I do it. I start my sessions most mornings at 830. So that means by 8.15, 8.20, I am at my desk and I'm prepping for my day. I'm pulling up the apps that I need. I'm pulling up my Boom cards. I'm pulling up YouTube. I'm pulling up uh, WebEx, which is the platform I use. I tell Alexa, good morning, which she's probably fixing to go off. So you're welcome. And then she goes ahead and gives me the weather and plays about 10 minutes of my Spotify list. I also had her, let me go ahead and turn her down. Um, I also had her set to where she would give me like a little good news clip of the day. Lately, she's been giving me the same one for the past two weeks. So I guess there's not a whole lot of good news going on in the world, I guess. But um, that's how I start my morning. So by 830, I'm logged in. I'm ready to start therapy. Then from about 12 to 1, that's when my family is home for all of them are for lunch. So I log off. I completely log out of everything I had on my desktop, typically, and then I make sure that I don't bring my laptop with me unless I absolutely have to. There are a time, there are a couple of times during lunch where I may have to tweak something here and there for the therapy sessions in the afternoon as far as like a resource or activity, but typically from 12 to 1, I don't do anything. I am eating lunch. I'm talking with my family. Um, 
I might finish up lunch around 1230, go sit in my recliner in the living room and read part of my book for a little bit. But something that is not work related is what I try to do. Then my afternoon sessions go from about 1 to 530, kind of depends on the day. Mondays are kind of light days, so I log off of my computer by 5. Tuesday, through Win Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are my busiest days, so I try to log off by 6 each of those days. So that means by the time I log off, I have already sent emails for the next day. I've already prepped anything that I needed to prep. Everything's just done. There's not a whole lot of stuff to do. And then on Fridays, I try to wrap up things, prep for my next week, make my Monday to-do list, and then get logged off by four at the very, very latest because that's pizza night and I am ready for some pizza. No, I don't eat dinner at four, four o'clock in the afternoon, but I'm gearing up towards the weekend, even though we're not going anywhere. Um, sometimes things don't always go as planned and that's okay. I mean, I got to kind of go with it, but I'm learning to stick to that balance that I'm needing. Um, I notice that I sleep better when I stick to that schedule. I feel like a normal person. I don't feel like a zombie all the time. Um, I may work a little here and there on TPT or boom card sets or on a particular blog post or something like that. But that, that might be a few minutes after dinner. And then by eight o'clock, I'm done with tech. I have put my phone on the charger or I've at least turned it face down to where I don't see anything. My iPad's not with me. Laptop is on the charger. Um, computer is turned off, all that kind of stuff. There is no tech. So in setting your clear start and end times, that gives you time to do other things. Work out. If you like to cook, cook a great dinner. Paint soak in the tub, read, go outside and garden since it's springtime. Get your mind off of the day. Whether it was a terrible day or a great day, get your mind off the day. Don't think about what you need to do for the next day. Your therapy day has ended, so end it. Don't focus on anything else. You can't go back and fix anything that went wrong throughout the day. So just take that as a learning experience and go into the next day with it, but worry about it the next day. Right now, you're done with therapy for the day and you are doing something for you. That's all that matters. Okay, tip number three. We've all heard of, what is it, Pinterest envy, whatever, you know, where you see all the beautiful images of homes and recipes and all that kind of stuff and you immediately get jealous because you can't do that or your house doesn't look like that or whatever. I want you to stop the comparisons because right now, I know when I am scrolling through Facebook and some of those groups that I'm in for teletherapy or early intervention teletherapy or whatever, I know when people are posting in those groups, their fabulous sessions, I start to feel really inferior. I start to get super envious. I start to get even a little bit angry at myself because my sessions don't look like theirs. My sessions aren't going as well as theirs. And it, it really used to get me down, really, really get me down, especially like the beginning of April. Oh my gosh, it was terrible. But now when I see someone else's post, I think, well, good for them. At least it's working for somebody. And I'm glad that there are SLPs out there that have adapted to that new change. I've adapted, but I'm not rocking it. And at this point, to be completely honest, I am like that kid counting down to Disneyland, okay? 
where parents will make those paper chains and every day you you take off a link okay and then by the time you get to the last link you're going to disney the next day that's where i'm at each day i am taking a link off because june 1st if you are listening this, to this at the time of this actual recording goes live um i am going back into the homes and so that is my disneyland right now is other people's homes but until then i am doing my best i want to make sure you heard that especially you back there in the back did you hear that my best not anyone else's so that's all you can do is do your best don't try to do my best which honestly isn't that great right now or anyone else's best just your best because your best is exactly what your clients are needing they don't need my best they don't need fabulous therapist in the facebook group they don't need her best they need your best all right so we've established three of the um, tips to get you going if you're struggling here's tip number four and this is one of my favorite ones play music that motivates you play it loud play it proudly music has been proven to change moods help anxiety and even give a little bit of movement if you dance along with it i typically if i hear a song i will start dancing in my desk chair that's just what i do if we're watching a youtube video with one of my kiddos and there's music playing i'm gonna probably dance just a little bit just because it's gonna help me um and then of course the kid will think i'm crazy and the parents will too because they can see me on the screen as well but I want you to find music that moves you. I want you to find songs that inspire you. We all have those songs that the minute we turn it on, we feel like we can tackle the world. I want you to find those and make a playlist. I have a Spotify playlist that I like to play first thing in the morning. So it'll play about 10 minutes before I get started. And then depending on what kind of day I'm having, I will probably play it again throughout the day. And so I've added a link to it in my show notes if you're needing some of it. But I'm going to warn you, I do love me some 90s rap. So if you're not a fan of 90s rap or even early 2000s rap, just go in and select the songs that you really want and add them to your playlist. You don't have to use, you don't have to download mine. But um, I'm definitely recommending that you find some music that gets you going or even a podcast. If there's a podcast you enjoy listening to, that would be one. But my first recommendation is music for sure. All right. We're getting down to the last tips. Tip five. And this is something I should have done a long time ago. Keep it simple. Okay. I know where you're at because I'm right there with you. You've scoured the internet for all the things all the things that you think you need to help you in your sessions you've downloaded the boom cards yes all 53 sets that you thought you needed to buy because they looked good you have subscribed to the ultimate slp website you've bought that fancy headset and the green screen that goes behind it and you got one of those document cameras before they went on back order on amazon i'm gonna need you to stop it right now there is no need for all of this. I'm going to be honest. I bought an adapter for my iPad so that I could screen share from my iPad to my desktop. I still don't know how to do it, and I'm okay with it right now. I really am because I don't even care. 
but I'm going to tell you, one of my best weeks was the week I used a Bug's Life ride from Disney in all of my sessions. No matter how much planning I did, how many boom cards I created, none of it mattered. None of it drew the kids in. This video was a huge hit. So much so that I wrote an entire blog post about how to use it in your sessions. And there is a link to that blog post in the show notes. So go check them out. And I have a confession. I had never used YouTube videos ever in my sessions. I'm going to even go further than that. I had never even watched YouTube videos before that. YouTube videos, in my opinion, were what my 13-year-old son sits and cackles at during the day um, like crazy. That wasn't my jam. So what I'm recommending is check some out. You might find some that you enjoy. The Disney rides, those are those have been a pretty much huge hit. Doesn't matter what Disney ride I've used, they have been a hit. So I've made my themes around what I can find that would be awesome. So until then, get out your toys that you use in therapy. I'm using a Mr. Potato Head this week as we speak, my moving lips one that's new. He's awesome. You read your books. I still read books each week with my kiddos, or I download them on the Kindle Cloud Reader on my desktop where the kids can actually see the books a lot better. Um, cook with your clients. I haven't been cooking with any of mine because my son takes three hours to do dishes in the morning. So that's not really an option unless I do them the night before. And let's be honest, he's not doing anything. He's 13 years old and watching YouTube all day. He can wash dishes. Um, but I digress. So those are some things that you can do. Do the things that you typically do. You're just going to have to think of a different way to use them. You know, the kid's not right there with you. You're having to use them in a different way on your end to get that language out, get those articulation things in, that kind of stuff. All right, tip number six, and this is probably a pretty huge one, and this part of this tip did not hit me until I listened to um, Rachel Hollis on Rise Live. I signed up for the virtual conference a few weeks ago, and this, this hit me like a ton of bricks, and it has stuck with me, and it has been in my head. It is something I say when things are not going right for me. And it is realized that nothing could have prepared you for this. You did not cause this. There is nothing you could have done to get you where you're at right now. There, there's no way. There's no course in grad school on how to do teletherapy, first of all, or at least as far as I know, there's not. But sadly, I'm old enough to know, or I'm old enough that teletherapy wasn't even a thing was when I was in grad school. I watched some of the free online classes to, you know, help me transfer stuff onto teletherapy, which was, you know, fine, great. Um, but then I've also realized over the past couple of weeks that I've entered a new field of speech pathology. The transition, I've kind of compared it to the transition being just as hard if I was going from pediatrics to geriatrics. And so I kind of think of the field of speech pathology like you would classify dogs okay you've got canine as your main category but then underneath it you have labrador retrievers you have poodles you have corgis you have huskies you have weenie dogs you have german short-haired pointers 
because I have one of those at home. Um, but each dog has something that they were bred or trained to do well. All right. So you're not going to expect that corgi to go hunt and retrieve like that chocolate lab. Just not going to happen. Okay. Same goes for SLPs. Many of us really excel at in-person therapy. That is our jam. Others real, are really good at parent coaching. That is their jam. That's their, their go-to. That's their honey right there. And then, yes, some people kick butt at teletherapy. They, are, they have ridiculous mad skills. Unfortunately, we all had to adapt to the latter one. And we're all having to fit into a mold that many of us don't fit into. <clears throat> so think of teletherapy as that round hole. Hello, square peg. That's where I am. And so I am trying to make the most of it until I get back to in-person therapy. Because, yes, I am a square peg, square peg trying to fit into a round hole. So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast today. It went a little longer than my other ones typically do. But if you stayed around for it, I hope the tips really helped. If you want to hear them again, let's see here. Tip number one was to breathe, right? Really focus on your breathing. Try that mindful breathing that we talked about. Tip number two helps you with your work-life balance. Do clear start times, clear end times. Have your office hours set up to where you know. Post them up somewhere right in front of your face so that you know when you're starting, where you're ending. I want you to stop the comparisons. That's tip number three. You're trying to do your best, not someone else's best. Tip number four, find some music that motivates you and play it as loud as you possibly can. I know that's crazy coming from an SLP who is also concerned about hearing loss, but I want you to, how about we do this? Play it at a reasonably motivating decibel. How about that? Okay, we're good there. Tip number five, keep it simple. Use your toys. Use the things that you already use in your sessions when you're in person. But now you got to change them up just a little bit to go online. Okay. And then tip number six is I want you to realize that you could have done nothing to prepare for this. So give yourself some grace. Realize that teletherapy is kind of another little subfield of speech pathology. And some of us are really good at it. And some of us aren't so good at it, but we're trying. So until next time, y'all, I hope you all have a wonderful week. And I will hope to see you again all soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Antics of a Speech Chick. If you want to follow me more, you can find me on Instagram at Speech Chick Therapy. You can find me on Facebook at Speech Chick Therapy. And you can find me on TPT at, guess what, Speech Chick Therapy. Thank you.